And then my neighbor came down, checked it out. He goes, you come to my house this weekend. I go, what for? And he goes, we're going to cut down trees for you to build for my my living room. It's like, oh, okay. So that's one that took a year and a half. That was the deer, deer head one. All right. Welcome to All Things Wood Floor, the Wood Floor podcast for the Wood Floor Brilliant, brought to you by Wood Floor Business. I'm Steve Diggins, your host. Ever wonder about those floors you see in magazines that are made of sticks and branches and bark and twigs, and we talk about live sawn and live edge? Well, my guest today, Tom Arata, has a lot of that stuff out there. He's an expert at it. He's from Washington State, and this year, Wood Floor Business Magazine gave out their design awards, and Tom's team at Arata Design won Best Residential. We're going to talk a little bit today about the organic quality of wood, um, art versus functionality. we got a lot of stuff to cover, so floor pros around the world, let's get to it. Tom Arata, Arata Design, welcome finally to All Things Wood Floor. They <laughs> make me you, say David. these things. I have to do a formal intro for you like that. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's great <laughs> to be on here. Hey, while we're doing that, I got a question for you. Where, how close are you to, let's say, Seattle? To give people uh, a reference. Four and a, four, four and a half, five hours. It's <laughs> on the other side of the state. That's called West Seattle. I mean, not West Seattle. That's the west side, um, and we're on the east side of the state, so... I got you. Well, that's like I visit my sister in Wyoming, and she's a park ranger. And I go, well, what day can we go to Yellowstone? She goes, five and a half hours from here? Like, she flies two <laughs> hours, two and a half, three hours to the airport to get me in Salt Lake, three hours back to our house. When you go on a day trip, you pick hotels where you're going every day. <laughs> it's not You're out in big country. How goes it? How goes the battle in the flooring trenches? It's going well. Just got my install just finished up uh actually this morning so uh and then i started sanding so nice like, yeah. my first uh herringbone so going good, it's going smooth I, I guess that's a good first question to ask because people are going to see a lot of your work in wood for business magazine and it, it, there's there's a lot of really intricate um dynamic things that are a lot of more art to me um do you do you yeah. do you often do just a regular old hardwood floor or you is, is something always creative no, no, it's always, it's, it's, it's as much as I can, I'd like to be creative, sure. but, uh, fact of the matter is there's not that I, I haven't marketed myself to get those jobs yet. And that's what I'm in the process of doing, trying to market to get, to get. so, uh, right now I do, uh, standards, a lot of sand and finishes, uh, some installs. I got contractors that, are um, that pull me in and do installs and sand and finishes for them. Well, you know, you and I had talked one time a little bit about that. You talk to anybody that does anything uh, creative in flooring or different in flooring. There are guys that go out every day and they work for builders and they pound out thousands of feet of strip floor. There are ones that work in really elaborate places and they work for multimillionaires, et cetera. One of the things I found when I tried to do all of, all of that type of work is you almost have to create it. it. It doesn't come to you until people know you can do it, right? You have to kind of make of it up. Of course. Yeah, no kidding. That's, well, yeah, I was just telling uh, who got, um, I was telling somebody today that uh, it took me from 2013 to 2020 before I finally um, broke even on a on an art flooring job. Right. Do you ever so have to it, give it, it away it in the beginning? You go, well, I'm giving oh, something yeah. away. <laughs> That's what I used to oh, do. Oh, uh, almost all of it. Yeah, I mean, I was just telling them, it, like, you spend 
I don't know, six, seven months and he's charged like $5,000. It's like, it's just, it's one of those, it's just, but it's nights and weekends and it's, it's fun though. I, I, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't like it. It's just, I like creating, I like doing something that I hope that the customer's going to love and I love. So, uh, and yeah. Where you, where you yeah, are I out like there, do you, do you know of, um, Nathan Katzoff, Nathan Katzoff? Nathan, I just met him. Thank goodness. You at, met him? Uh, okay. All right, cool. I, great cat god such a down-to-earth uh inspiring kid so you, you see know, where i'm uh, going with this oh I, yeah i Gosh, saw it yeah, on he... your facebook i didn't know anything about him i saw it on your facebook page and i started watching every video the guy's got for those that don't know it's uh nathan Katzoff, or it goes by nathy and mm -hmm. i mean this guy is building hand-carved bathtubs and hot tubs out of wood uh, he does, he works in different mixed media, but it made me think of the conversation that you and I had. His focus was simply, do I want to do flooring or, or what would I like to see? And every time he spots a tree or a branch or a stump or a piece of glass, he, he tries to figure out what can I see with this? And he crafts from that. And when I was reading like your, your awards for floor of the year, et cetera, you had that same vision. It started with, well, what would I like to see? Tell me the story in re about when you and your wife said something about, if we're going to put a floor in, go get some wood. Isn't that how it all started? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I built my own house. Uh, and it, so it's, it's whatever. So you know, it's like uh, the shoe, the shoe guy kids never have any shoes uh so I, I i hadn't finished it we lived on plywood floors for seven years and i'd been doing harder floors like five or six and she was like how come we don't have how come we're on plywood floors um you you do harder flooring why don't we have harder floors it's like well i can't really afford the the, the wood and so you, just the look in her face she didn't have to say anymore just the look on her face like okay i better do this so so i have a buddy who had a, a mill and I have trees on my property, so I cut down a bunch of trees and, on my property and milled it. And one of them was a really curved, it's like, they call it a pistol butt, comes out of the side of the hill and then turns upwards. And it's 20 feet long with a seven-foot arch on it. So if you tipped it on its edge, it'd have a seven-foot arch. And it's like 24 inches round. So so we spent a day, uh, a day and a half, 15 cuts, uh, hauling, uh, moving this thing through. A curved log, 20 feet long, probably 3,000 pounds, through a, a mill that only goes on a track uh, 16 feet. So we just kind of push that horseshoe around as we move the. It, it was it was a feat to have to do, but luckily I, the the guy and me, I, we just it's one of those things. It's a problem. We'll solve it, and we'll, it doesn't matter what it takes. We just do it. What kind of wood was it? That it was big pine, big wet. God, it was soaking wet. Oh, no. That was the one I, once I slabbed it, uh, I did some designs for my family. They picked one of the, of the three designs. I, I was so excited to get started. I, I glued it down and, and I put some, uh, screws in it to hold it down. And I was, and I, and I, once I put the screws in water, would just bubble up it's into like, the floor, oh, into your bad. house, in the floor, in your house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I had no clue what I was doing. It was just like, let's, let's build a cool floor. And it, Oh, who cares about drying it? You know, <laughs> but anyway, so that was the start. And then my neighbor came down and saw the finished product. And that's the one that my, that, the first one I, I won a uh, floor of the year, uh, uh, 
floor of the year in 2014. And then my neighbor came down, checked it out. He goes, you come to my house this weekend. I go, what for? And he goes, we're going to cut down trees for you to build for my, my living room. It's like, oh, okay. So that's one that took a year and a half. That was the deer, deer head one. Okay, he that's, people see that in Wood Floor Business Magazine. It's the deer head and it's wrapped in. How many species of wood you got in that thing? I don't know, a bunch. Um, <laughs> see, and that was my start. That was that was like my second one. So the first one, you know, I'm I'm screwing down wet lumber into my floor, um, and it's it's still it's still good. It's still uh, it's time for a re resand finish, but it all worked out. But so that one, I did a lot of tinting on it. Um, so I, in my head, it's like, oh, it's like staining. You just add a little pigment, a little, uh, uh, acrylic latex to the water base and you get some shading. So I shaded it and it looks, you know, it looks cool and everything. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the day that it gets sanded. Um, no. I, I mean, it'll still look fine. It won't look like it does now, but so that was like, uh, two more two floors after that yeah, and then then actually the next floor i i traded a kiln a four thousand dollar kiln for a five six hundred square foot really intricate it, it just got put in in one of the anyways uh it was an instrument for four thousand dollars uh kiln and so that i can dry my wood uh so every time i'm learning something the first time's like oh i need a i need to learn how to dry wood the second one was like uh it's third one too i stained that also and I just, so the one I traded the kiln for, I'd stained the borders dark. I stained some other stuff dark. And uh, the guy had just uh, sold, is selling his house. And he uh, wanted it refinished. So I sanded, oh, yeah, it take, should take three days. And so I get in there. It's like, I sanded. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I stained all this. So I took, it took a day and a half, almost mm. two days of taping off and staining it again. And that, that was, that was it. I was like, okay, I'm never staining anything again for, for, for effect. You know, it's, it's all going to be solid. It's going to be hardwood. It's going to be something. It's like doing of, stained of glass kind of, right? You pick your, you can, you can pick your species yeah. instead of staining. And then if anybody sands it, it comes back. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that's, that's what I want. It's like, I want this thing to last forever, you know, and then it'll change when you sand it, it'll change again, but it won't change for the, it won't, it won't degrade it, you know, or or someone won't have to come in and and touch it up or whatever. That that to me that's that's not that's not a floor. Was was the deer? Uh, was that your house or was it for your neighbor's house? That was my neighbor. That was my neighbor. That was for your neighbor. Was that is in the magazine? I think it's, it was called the Moses Deer. Is that accurate? <laughs> Why, what is that yeah. about? He's uh, he is an avid uh, outdoorsman, okay. and he he has like two hundred acres up there, and it butts up to state land. I don't know how many thousands of acres up there. Anyway, so he's got just a range of uh, places. Anyway, so he was up there hunting, and he saw this the old, an old big huge buck, and he says it was of biblical proportions. Yeah. So he called it Moses. Moses. <laughs> so that's that's the inspiration of that that deer was what he saw. So you know when I when I was mentioning. Um, um, Nathie Katzoff, I was asking because when I when I got to that and I read it, it made me think of you, and that's what it made me think of is people like him or you. If you if you're not brought up through woodcraftsman woodworking, it's easy to be an artist. But do you know the medium? Like a, a, a like when you look at a floor, like you said, if would you do it wet today if you knew that what was going to happen? <laughs> did he mention or did, did you two talk about when people are getting into this like that cold? 
the things that could possibly go wrong are, are exponential. Did you talk about that? The, you have to, you probably have, has to be some learning curve. It's just got some divine intervention. How did you know to just start working with wood differently like this? Uh, out of necessity, you know, that look my wife gave me, it's like, oh, I got to do something. And, and I have wood. I, I have no, the easiest way to use slabbed wood for me, I looked at it. It's like, oh, I get, I'll just, uh, I'll just cut. I'll just butt up to it instead of square cutting everything. Um, it's more. I love curves, so that to me was just uh, was was the obvious for to just use the natural uh, curves of the wood and you know live edge and stuff. It's like, oh, I've already got a line. All the grains are lined, so I don't have to put any new lines on here. I just got to cut to that grain line. Um, so it's it's all just kind of uh, of at e. Uh, the easiest possible way to create something, I guess. I, I kind of look at it, uh, not look at it, but uh, it's like, uh, oh, shoot, I had a, I had a thought there. Oh, I forget it. You're a lot younger than me, man. You got to drink some coffee because I, <laughs> I have the same problem, Bob. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, just, I just had a milkshake for lunch, and I was like, Oh wow, I'm getting sleepy. Little sugar <laughs> sleep. I know, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, That's I know. Crazy. Think about that. So when, so what? A lot of people will ask about like. Sorry, I have people run around here all day because we're a distributor, and they'll look at magazines, and everybody that's a pro will come in and they'll have questions, and these are the questions that come up. Like if I look at something like the Moses Deer, or, uh, or any other work that you do, one of the things is people are fascinated by the the shapes and the intricacy, but the question is always, okay, when the two media come together. Are you, are you joining, filling, painting, caulking, sealing, corking? What are you doing when you're blending all the areas that aren't perfect? And you just said it. I'm going to skip over this. You said uh, live edge, which no one's taking claim to. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you invented it. I told you this. I'm going to pin <laughs> okay. this on you. I have every yeah. textbook. I have right behind me. I have manuals, engineering manuals. There was no euro son live son live edge until like an hour and a half ago and i call other people and go have you ever heard what are they talking about i have no idea what they're talking about other than maybe they're too cheap to get a planer and cut this stuff and they're just taking the whole slab out of the tray but then i talk yeah. to you and and it makes sense when you have a lot explain live edge to me as you just said it and what do you do when you're putting the two floors together uh Two floor together. When you say two floors together, like if you you're running that? one species up to another, and it's just clearly not a right angle. You've got curves and arts, and oh, it, oh. you know what do you? Is it filled or is it to, is it tight? What are we doing there? Well, it depends on what uh, what year I did it in. Oh, so, all right. <laughs> so I every like I say every every job I try to learn something, and like well, there's what there's there's the wetness, the dryness of the wood. There's a, a staining there's flatness there's uh cutting uh, paper scribing so uh, the bigger stuff i tend i was tending to do paper scribing and that that's where i would just butt the board up there i get it really close and i put a piece of paper over the top of it and i'd uh, and i'd cut the, the shape out in the paper and then i take that piece of paper and i put it on top of the neck the board that i button it to and i draw the line and then cut that line and butt it up and and Finesse it with some sanders. And They've stuff. done that for a hundred years. They call it pattern scribe, roofing felt, okay, old sheet vinyl, and right, exactly yeah. make a perfect scribe. Okay, that makes sense. Right. I got that. So, and then at that time, I was using a jig, a hand jigsaw, and uh, a three-inch belt sander. You know, those little hand belt sanders to to do it all. 
So, and then as it progressed, now I'm, I, uh, oh, so uh, everything's kind of like, I think I was going with the, the thought that I had with, before was that it's whatever's easiest to do what I would need to do. So I'd slab out the slabs and they're roughly seven, eight, seven inch thick. And, uh, and then by the time it dries and I, I plane it and all that, it gets, it gets close to uh, three quarters. Um, and, uh, shoot, I lose it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so, um, is it 420 so, in oh. Seattle, Tom? What's going what's happening there? No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, so there's marquetry and then there's intarsia and intarsia is where you butt wood together and it's just, it's full pieces, thick pieces. And, I didn't uh, know that. Intarsia. Awesome. And, and then marquetry is where you take thinner pieces and you butt them together and then you glue them onto a, a, a substrate of some nature. Marquetry versus like, parquetry, par parquets or, and mar mar marquetry. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, right. And so uh, for me to take a tree, slab it up, I got a lot, uh, I've got the, the actual uh, sprint. Uh, I got uh what do you call it uh, i got the live edges i i don't know how else to say it. it's it's the actual it's worth the bark on it sure so i got the bark on both edges um that to to cut it down to use a scroll I, I like i tried using a scroll saw the very first time and i have all this three-quarter material and i'm trying to cut it with a scroll saw that there's no way this working i'd break blades i'd tweak them and it just wasn't conducive so then i used a jigsaw and that worked great and now i use a bandsaw but the point was is I can't take these big, huge slabs that I have, not huge. I mean, some of them are 15 feet long. Some of them are 12 feet long. Some of them are four feet long, right. but there's some of them are curved. Some of them are straight, but I have to uh, cut the bark off. And then you got the nice straight square edge. And then for me to have to rip that down to a quarter inch is, is above and beyond what I want to do. So that's how come I never, I never pushed towards the marquetry. I, I was always going for the, not not intentionally, but just uh, practic practically, I uh, it was just easier to use thicker material. And now I've developed uh, techniques that allow me to cut and fit those really tight. And I went from the big, wide, you know, twenty it was what twenty foot long, twenty four inch rock with the seven foot arch slabs in in the floor that I had to butt to. And then this last job was tiny. I mean, three eighths of an inch pieces of wood that I'm barely, you know, so it's progressed. The technicality has been increased as my pieces have decreased. Okay. Um, give me, give me that word again. I, you know what? I'm, I swear to God, you can stay in this industry. Intarsia. Intarsia. They did it. They actually uh, found uh, some Egyptian graves with it in there. Or, uh, I believe you. Yeah. If there's intarsia, it's in an Egyptian grave. <laughs> took me 30 years to get marquetry and parquetry squared out but i, I get you. so so they so all right when you're going through this and i look through some of your floor the years and some of the just the different work that you did the moses dear give me a couple examples what's the what's the bob lasky floor if you're reading wood floor business there's a lot the logs floor the hallway floor the bob lasky floor can you give me a little breakdown of each one of those what they are uh, the Bob Lasky floor is Moses. Well, that's the he Moses. Was, uh, yep. 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 Um, logs. I you you just did one. Well, I say recently. It it it's called logs, I believe. It's uh, all logs, the circular uh, end joints. Firewood. 
firewood. It's all the circular end joints in a circular pattern, and it looks like a th looks like pencils coming out of a box. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, called it logs online, so I stuck with it. Sure, sure. No, I like that. Uh, there was an artist who. The reason why I call it logs is because there was an artist who works with logs, and he created this sphere. God, it's got to be sixteen. I don't know, twenty feet tall out of these logs, and it looks just like that, but it's an actual three D art art project or whatever. It's, it, I mean, it's a uh, not a statue, but a a piece. And so that's what that's his thing, and I, I can't remember his name. Um, and so I saw that I go, I could do that on 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 the floor. So that that wasn't I, I didn't have a floor but i it's like uh i had some time so one evening not one evening but it took probably 40 hours but uh um i thought i'm gonna do that so i went out my shop and i just uh, laid it all out just started cutting uh logs so i took branches basically and cut them at angles so they get the real long and uh, 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 elliptical and for each angle you know you kind of have to draw it out first uh, so that wasn't in a floor, but actually it is now it's in my, no, no, that is in a floor in uh, Missouri. Uh, that's in a rental, which I thought was pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? They yeah. went up in the, so in, in that particular one, there's a lot of wood in there. Uh, where's all, where's the different. material this whole time? Have you started stockpiling it or you just go get it or, cause there's a lot of different color materials, species, everything in a lot of your work. Is it around and it, do you look at this material and then it becomes a vision or do you have the vision and say, I'm going to add the flooring to it now? Uh, both, both, I, you know, there's so many, different, there's so many different ways of done it. I've done it. That, that one that I traded the kiln for, I had a bunch of wood. He said, Hey, uh, do whatever you want. You just let me go. And I just brought all the wood to the house and I laid it up against the walls and I just took the big, biggest pieces, big ideas and I put them down and then. And I kind of uh, started filling in. Uh, there's a there's another one that I did uh, for a boom truck um, that was called uh, firewood. In that same thing, his wife had he he was he's the guy who helped me cut that 20 foot log on his on his mill. He had all this extra wood, and his wife goes, "You need to burn that. Get that out of here. You can't. I, I don't want it. You need to burn." He's like, uh, "Hey Tom, can you do anything with this? I'll bring it up from the cabin." I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's see what we can do. So. Uh, again, it's just a pile of wood, no, no rhyme or reason. Just uh, and then again, you could take. Uh, I just took the big ideas, threw them down on the floor, and just started filling in accordingly. Um, and then, there, and then there's other ones where, like my my first one, I drew a picture, a basic idea, and then with with the wood that I had, I knew what kind of pieces I could draw on on a on a page and have make different designs. My family picked out their design. Uh, one in Seattle, the swoosh, that, that one was, I gave them four different designs. She liked two of them. I, we combined them. I drew up another picture of the combined. We uh, we decreased some things, increased some things, and proportion-wise, got it all nice and balanced, uh, and then and then took from that design, drew up, uh, built the floor from that. So there's just uh, the best, best way. I, I love having... Pram, uh, limits. Sure. So if you gave me uh, just a certain amount of wood, that'd be that'd be perfect for me. It doesn't doesn't matter what it is. I could do anything with it. I could figure something out. But if you just said, "Hey, you could have any wood. You could have any space. You could, you know, just gave me," it, it'd be overwhelming. It'd be too much for my brain to handle. And it's like I just want to fall asleep. So 
I love, so that's why when I go to consultations with uh, clients or whatever, I'm trying to narrow the vision, you know, find out what they like, find out what the room is, uh, is like, does it, how it flows, what, what kind of furniture they're going to have in there. Is there certain woods that are already in the house that may want to match to anything to, 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 to put parameters on, on what I can do is I, I feel like I can do anything. It's just, uh, and it's overwhelming when I don't have any sort of gate. That was, keep. that was my next question is I'm assuming you're doing some sketching. It, it, or, oh yeah. 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 Is it a, a, a lot, a little here, there, just when you need it? No, I typically, well, when it was for, when it's for customers, I like to have them have an idea what's going to, what's happening. So I'll draw it out. Uh, there's yeah. I've, uh, I'll do top views. I'll take pictures of the house, different different views, and if I have an I, we kind of settled on a, a rough idea. I'll do it like a, I'll take the picture and I'll just draw the picture and then draw in the actual uh, idea. And it might not, it isn't perfect, but I kind of like that. I like them to to not have a oh that is going to be beautiful. It's more like oh I, I like the idea, and then but the wood once you get it all in there, it, it it's amplified like a hundred times. So. Yeah. I used to sketch on plywood because I didn't trust the sketches. You could lay them on the floor and still people can't visualize. They'd say, I'm not sure what you're doing. And I would sketch it right on the plywood. Like, no, oh, that's great. Here's your yep. corner. Here's yep. your set. Here's your medallion. Here's this. Do you want me to sketch some more? I, listen, I know people that can't, um, they just can't visualize. My wife, is, she paints. I hate painting, <laughs> but she'll paint this whole office and get done and go, nah, that was wrong. <laughs> like I knew when it, I knew when it went up, it wasn't white; it was lavender. Now you're telling me it's lavender. Uh, so I, I watch some of your stuff, and I'm like, he's got to be sketching it just to kind of get it out of your well, head. Doesn't it give you a little sense of security, a little insurance that we're going in the right direction? Oh yeah, I'd hate right. to have it get get done. They go, yeah, we don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh okay, well, that's a lot of time wasted. Um, so this last job that I did, the the the, the fight, the eagles and ospreys and stuff, I put uh craft paper i i coated their floor with craft paper and i drew out the elements on the floor uh and where the eagle was or the um the central uh the entry medallion is going to be where the where the um river snake through i kind of just and then where the the fight the two eagle and osprey were fighting right in front of the stairs i drew all that out and and kind of gave them an idea where it's going to be kind of balanced it in between the uh the stairs and the cabinet and 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 what we what was what I loved about that is they had a feeling oh that the medallion has to be bigger that's that's the first thing they said it's like oh yeah this has to be bigger oh that eagle's too big we need to have that smaller so that, uh, the medallion grew and the eagle shrunk uh, we positioned you know things things just got moved because uh, because it's so hard to just see from a picture what it you know the proportions and stuff when you're standing up over it. Versus looking at a picture, so it's tricky. and then so I, oh yeah, I, and then I folded all that paper back up into nice. I cut it all up; it's all taped together. I cut it into pieces and brought it back to the shop, unfolded it, and then built to built to the what I drew on the paper on the floor. Hey, Wood Floor Pros! This is Kim Walgren, the longtime editor of Wood Floor Business. Entries are now open for our 2023 Ultimate Wood Floor Guy and Gal contest, sponsored by Lagler. Once again, our ultimate wood floor guy and wood floor gal will both win a trip to the Lagler Fly-In Sand training in Germany. Think you have what it takes? 
Go to woodfloorbusiness.com and enter Ultimate Woodfloor Guy and Gal 2023 into the search box. That's it for now. Let's get back to Stephen's conversation with Creative Wood Floor Pro, Tom Arata. Some people, what they do is art and some people it has functionality and then you look at what you do and a lot of people especially when they're competing or they're not even competing they do something brilliant and they put it in for floor of the year and someone goes guess what you want it's not always like someone sets out to do it and if they do they usually talk to some of the master guys they'll give you some tips at it but in our industry typically it's wrapped around a hardwood floor so you've got the artistic work and then there's that functionality that's wrapped around it most of the people in our industry they go to work each day doing flooring and it's functionality and then the next level is kind of design and color and is it a nice look is it something i want to see what you do is a little tricky is it is it more treacherous and more difficult to complete the project have everybody happy and get paid rather than look i laid out a nice straight floor no i i did all this intricate design and don't you love it is it do you, does it take you longer and you put a lot more time and a lot more care than just slapping a floor down i would assume oh yeah for sure um yeah, I, I haven't had anybody. Well, I've only there's only been two paying customers, so it's one of those where I haven't had a bunch of uh, of experience with that whole uh, completed. You know, everything I did before that, where I wasn't getting paid. I mean, you know, it, everybody was just like astounded. The uh, the Bob Lasky, the, the Moses floor. He 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 was he didn't know what I did, and I didn't show him, and and it was all done on an eight by eight uh, sheet of plywood. Uh, the Moses part and I brought it in and he, he wasn't there. I mean, he was there, but he didn't see, I carried the thing in, but by myself put it in, put it in place and, uh, was, I was gluing it down and stuff. And he came in, he goes, I mean, he, he, the look on his face was, Oh my gosh. Uh, he sat down and like, he was dumbfounded. It, so, so to me, that was payment in itself. Um, and, and when that happens and the, uh, that the house that, the house that I traded the kiln for, it got sold and my buddy sold his the house and he sold it to a couple and the couple came in and apparently she was dying of cancer. And, <laughs> and these are the things that make it so worth it to me is that she comes in and she goes, oh, we're buying this house. And my buddy was like, yeah, what? okay, great, perfect. Yeah, I, I want to die on this floor. I want to die with this floor and ask my house, it's my floor. It's like, oh my gosh, you know. Uh, I, it's like, okay, that is one of the coolest things ever. You know, it's like, that's eat. the magazine article. I think that one's titled the, she didn't look anywhere else floor. So for people that oh, okay, do go, yeah. if they jump on wood floor business magazine or go online, take a look. There's a lot of these, the Moses dear, we talked about hallway. That one's, I think just the articles entitled, she didn't look anywhere else floor. She mm -hmm. walked in and she mm -hmm. said, Nope, this is it. I like this. Yeah. You don't think <laughs> about that. People anchor themselves to something that just gives them a real sense of security or comfort and they it's in it's locked in it just makes them feel good it's not you know some people when we're done look doing a floor people they have a big cookout and they go there they are our floor guys we love them you know they're not talking about the the painter the drywall guy and now everybody's ticked <laughs> off at you but with you it's more like there's a lot more involved in this even you know with this type of artistry I want people to go on the, on the magazine check out that you have another one called Celestial Touch that's got the pistol grip, right? And pistol grip is just where oh, the, yeah, there's yeah. a bend in a natural bend. In, I say that a bend yeah. in the tree or the. I've seen trees yeah, get like, crushed by another tree, make a right angle, get crushed oh, by a yeah. second tree, and make a third right snow. angle yeah. and grow that <laughs> way. Awesome. Yeah, 
yeah. You know, there was a park in, I think, San Francisco. I think it was in the 50s up until now. There was a gentleman started the park with saplings. And his whole life, he bent all the saplings into thrones and chairs and caves and yeah. shapes. And over the years, they've grown into full living trees in the shapes of what he bent them to be. And I see, like, when you say a pistol grip, when you get a piece of a tree that's got a curved right, right angle bend and you cut that into a slab of flooring and now you got to work around it, it's got to be fun. Oh, it's, it's as well as challenging. It, well, the the whole slabbing is is like Christmas every time because it's like, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? You're kind of rubbing your hands, going, okay. Then you you cut through, then you slide this top slab off, and you sweep off the sawdust, and it's like, oh yeah. I mean, because not always, but there's always those times where, or or the shape of it, it's like you get like three or four of them. You, you're setting them out. It's like, oh, I could totally see something. You know, you, um, they, they kind of, they, uh, I hate, hate the, I, I like it, but it's, it's kind of, it's like the, the wood talks to you, you know, it tells you what it wants to do or whatever. It's like, well, anybody yeah. that has any, any artistic ability will tell you that a lot of times the, if the, you look at a slab of stone and someone sees a statue, other people are like, no, that's a slab of stone. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> no, we were kids, right. Tom. We had these bikes that you kick backwards. That was your brakes. You pedal forward, you go forward. <laughs> if the chain comes off, you're dead. It, it's, you go down the hill, you put your brakes, and now you're in trouble. You couldn't do anything with those bikes. Today, any kid could take that bike and go, watch, mister, and they'll go on my roof, over my car, down a, down a railing, down a sidewalk. I'm like, I didn't do any of that with that thing. Oh, go go back to the very, 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 very beginning, because now I have one question that becomes two questions. How did you just get into flooring first off, and then how did you get into the more custom detail part of it, or did it all happen? How did that happen? I, uh, when I was 15, I, start, I asked a neighbor who was a contractor if I could work for him. So he had me start at the foundation, and I was putting in... Uh, uh, Joyce, uh, Joyce hangers all day long, and so from there we went from the we, and we built the whole house. So from fifteen till probably what two thousand, two thousand ten or something like that. I was a remodeler. Uh, I went to college, or whatever. I got my master's in teaching and wow. uh, BS in psychology. And but uh, but once I got done, it's like yeah, I, I like construction. I like I like building things. So um, it wasn't until I moved from the west side of of the, the state from uh from the seattle area over to spokane and my brother who had been in harbor flooring since he was eight 17 or 18 he was in spokane so we, i moved over there and we started a business thomas michael harbor flooring and uh he taught me uh his 30 years of experience and we busted but for in rentals and nothing nothing really too extravagant it's all more just get in there get out of there uh, which left me with a lot of questions you know it's like how come is that dish out normal you know is uh, what, you know just a lot of things like that and then so so we we'd split up after five years and then i was doing remodeling and hardwood floors and i got, ended up getting myself some tools and my wife was like well what, what about the floor uh, uh, and i and then i won the the award and my neighbor was was so ecstatic about his floor it's like i i need to do more of these and my buddy who had who bought me the kiln uh he was like dude you 
this is awesome. You know, they, everybody's just pushing me, you know, it's one of those. And it's not that I didn't want to do it. It's just like, I, I need to make money. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to, to go out brand new, something that you have, that I'm still learning on, you know, it's like, uh, uh, so it's one of those, I, uh, but throughout my remodeling career, I had, I, I had always pushed the envelope of, of doing things that uh, my boss had never seen before. Okay, yeah, you could do that if you think you can do it, sort of thing. He gave me free, free, free reign of doing stuff. So, and then I got in a tile, and I do uh, granite arches, and I got bought a polisher, and I polished, you know, just just doing stuff that I always pushed. I always liked arches, so or curves and stuff. So I, um, I always, I was always just doing more than just trying to be as fast as I as I possibly could. The um. And now I'm having the same thing you're having. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, is it with all your education, is there, is art in your background in your education or it's just art is something that you do? You know, I drew, uh, I did some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, drafting in high school, did like a couple years of drafting. And then I was, I was drawing my friends. I, and then after high school, I, I'd, I'd do a little bit of drawing here and there. And I thought, Oh, maybe I'll go, I'll do a, went back to school when I was doing construction and I got my AA associates of arts. So I took a couple art classes in there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'd always be doing it. Um, so there is some background, I guess. Yeah. It, but it's funny cause I'd never consider myself an artist until, Oh gosh, five years ago. Yeah. Never. I just like, uh, I'm not an artist. An artist is like somebody who makes money with what they, you know, create or whatever. But it's more of, it's, I guess it's more, uh, the way you see, see the world. I don't know. It's, no, you're it's right. But you're, I, you're right. I used to sketch my whole, my whole life and I wanted to be a cartoonist and I wanted mm, yeah. it to be pristine. And I would see these other people and, and I w didn't want to draw because I thought their stuff was brilliant. And then today you go in any greeting card shop, but one, the writing's terrible. Two, most of the sketches are terrible. Not everyone <laughs> just has it flowing from them. And some people do, and I've met these people, but you're right. Sometimes I would even look at a floor with the grain of the wood or the color of the wood, or maybe how we laid it out. And you'd think, you know, I'm gonna put some of this away in my barn and maybe later we'll do something cute with it or something intricate with it. Um, do, do customers, do you at this point now, do you, in your day-to-day -day business, do people come to you? You go look for them. Do you advertise? Are you selling whatever floor that they're looking to have, or are you, you know, how do you juggle the normal floor with the artistic floors and both combined? Uh, this year, I went out and I did, uh, gosh, it's probably 20, 20 something, twenty plus days of home shows oh, yeah. where I uh, outdoorsman shows, like two outdoorsman shows. Uh, Seattle Home Show, uh, Spokane Bighorn Show, trying to reach people who might have some money who are interested in, in uh, nature or some, you know. Do people think you're that, a photographer? Uh, no, but it, it's funny because. <laughs> they look at your, uh, your wood photos and they'll go, what are these? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. They know they have no clue. It's like they walk up, oh, cool frames. Can I make, because I, I have all this lab live edge stuff so i made frames out of this stuff too and everybody's so interested in the frames and the and the artwork inside was cool too and it's like uh, uh excuse me no i'm selling hardwood floors it's like oh hardwood floor and then they get they get really confused it's like i don't understand 
no, what you're looking at is a harder floor. And they'd kick their head a little sideways and they'd get the, their mouth would open. They, oh, I get it. And then they'd be, they'd be, I don't know. It, it was, it was such a neat process to see because it was, didn't just happen once. It was at least five or six times a day. Someone would go through that same process, just that, uh, like a little kid finding, uh, finding a bowl full of, jelly beans or something. We have photos know, of your oh work up on a wall. They're going to think it's an art guy. You almost have to put it down and say, okay, stand on this. That it's That's a floor <laughs> in somebody's house. I can't bring it here. <laughs> well, my in my head, it's like, okay, I got I to gotta make uh, like some four by four medallions that are like uh, like portraits that you would you'd kind of uh, flip through um, so that people know it's wood and they know it's not just artwork and well that could be artwork you know and that's another thing i'm going to push on my website would be to do um murals or or i have a gal who wanted me to do uh, uh elf that her husband got for a picture on the wall so it's there's but all that's being said um it's it i haven't found the right way to market it yet which okay. i'm still trying um and the, the way I got one job was from a designer that I I had worked with four times before. Never met her, never knew her, and she had referred me because I I had done some uh, a bathroom that she had designed. I did a floor currently that was when she referred me. I was working. I didn't know. I like I said, didn't, never met her, but she referred me to this couple who who their refrigerator leaked, and so it's like okay, yeah, well, thank you. You know, it's, then it turns out to be this. Uh, this this floor this last year this this that I just won the award for. Yeah, I was going to ask you: is, um, Are so there designers always involved, or it just happened that? Or you're probably the designer in most cases. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm pushing too. It's like I can I can do anything. So if there's a designer who's thinking, "Hey, I want to have uh, a niche or whatever that I do these really cool floors," she they can he or she could design them, and I can build them. You know, I, I have no problem with that. I guess, like I say. Um, I, I, it's not something. It's just oh, it's got to be what I what comes from my head, <laughs> my vision. It's like my muse. Yeah, it's got to be my vision. <laughs> do you now? Do you do you have to do any bidding, or, or, or you're just basic? You know, do you just show up and go, "Hey, I'm here for the floor estimate," or to, you know, or is it just something totally different with a straight layer for an art? Give me either or. Like, are, you, are you sometimes you're going out and you're just like, okay, this I'm going to bid up against everybody else, and it's you know 800 feet of five inch red. Oh, got it. You, you get those two. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll call and I'll say, what? How many square feet? And I'll give them a rough estimate. And yeah. if they say, well, uh, I go because I'm probably going to be higher than everybody else. You're going to get a bid from. I'll tell you that. I'm sure. probably take a little longer, um, but I I care. You know. So if you want me to come out, I'll charge you a fee and. Uh, we'll go from there. And then if, if that, if that shuts them down, it shuts them down. But, uh, it hasn't lately. Um, people are like, Oh yeah, come on up. And so, uh, and I, I tend to have a little bit more knowledge than most, like the, the, the customer I was just with, he said, you know, there, we had three different, uh, the insurance told us to get three different bids and you by far had more information than all of them together. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Called, Pursuing education and, and, and caring, you know, that's another thing. Caring. It's not like I'm going to get in there and bust it out as fast as I can and dust the place out. And it's like, no, no, no. That's the other question no. is, wait, I assume, like, you're like anybody. You look into, um, you know, living room, dining room, blah, blah, blah. Okay, install a day and a half, sand, finish. All right, it's going to take this week. When you're looking at something with an intricate design, 
how, how do you have any do you even are you even concerned with what's the amount of time this is going to take me or do you know how much time it's going to take you uh i try to guess it is a guess though sure. like this last this this uh oh the fight with the birds and the medallion i thought oh god i could bust that out in, in three months no problem sure. no no problem and so uh, six months, five and a half months later, like, oh, yeah. But uh, it, that's not at that point. It's like I, these, these customers, I'm, I'm at the house now. They, I, I did a border and I said, hey, do you want me the border to go in front of their bridge uh, fireplace? Or do you want me to uh, turn it in and hit the columns, you know, like, and it opens up to the fireplace? Uh, and they said, I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea. And it's like, well, um, well, let me give you a, uh, uh, not a demo. Let me, let me cut some stuff and I'll, I'll show you so you get a visual. And they said, Oh, won't that take too long? It's like, okay, if I, to me, the job is going to be there for a hundred years, hopefully, you know, and this extra hour maybe that I'm going to do to make it either aesthetically better for you or not, um, you'll be able to see it. It's so worth it. So once, once it's a contract, it's a contract, and I just I try to do the best I can. And if I honestly, it's like my my wife works, so I'm we're not going to starve. Um, I just I don't have that. Oh, we got to get it done because I'm not going to make any money. Attitude, um, but I do want to make money. It's not. I, it's that's that that's not. But at at some point, you you shake somebody's hand and you make a commitment and you do everything you can to fulfill that commitment, and that's. I, I, that's how I, I feel like my jobs go. So if it Things takes go, three go. months, let's say, or six months, are you, is that because you're, you're juggling it around other work or is that all you're working on? That's it. <laughs> that one was all I was working on. Okay. Um, yeah. People don't always understand that. I know when, um, we had a buddy of mine here used to work with, uh, Tom Osborne down in Florida and he'd say, oh, Tom did two floors this year. Like, which ones? He goes, no, he just did two floors. <laughs> it, it took six months <laughs> right. for each of them, and it's a lot of work and a lot of money. And uh, like you, he doesn't go to the distributor and buy flooring and put it in. He buys lumber, puts it on site, has all his machines set up, and crafts what he's making, and he puts it into the floor while he's there, and then it becomes something totally different. So it seems like that, that would take you an extremely long amount of time. And then you must budget for that. You're not, you're not like, well... I get three fifty a foot, so this is going to be four fifty a foot. It's, you must have, you must just come up with some block number for where you, you got to get paid for three or four months. Well, yeah. Um, so as this last job, I did a lot of uh, uh, followed my numbers a little bit more. You know how long uh, I, I tried to do pieces. How many pieces? I don't know. I did. I I did. A, I I I calculated all my my numbers. And figure out what I was making, and it's just one of those. Uh, you and so at the home shows and stuff, people. Well, how much is a square foot? It's like, well, I start at three fifty, three hundred and fifty dollars a square foot. Right. But depending on um, on the the detail of it, you know, because I I have that that uh, floor that I traded the um, the kiln for that took me almost a month and then i have that that bird that took almost a month so you're, you're looking at a, a whole floor versus a uh, you know a three and a half by one foot you know square you know 
one and a half square feet of of a uh, bird. You know, it's it's just totally really depends on on the pieces. And, and it's not CNC and CAD work, right? You're doing sketching, making no. pieces. The, what, how do you get from your design to the pieces that you're making? Um, like you've seen some people, they do them, you can spot them a mile away. They've been done with a laser cutter, et cetera. How do you go from your sketch to the piece to the floor? I draw it, I draw it out uh, actual size and I, I blue tape. I put uh, blue tape there, then I have a piece of paper with the drawing over the top of the blue tape. And I cut out each individual uh, piece of paper. This, this is for like, uh, for the, for the birds, this is the intricate part. Uh, each, each piece was cut out of a piece of paper. And then when that piece of paper is cut out, I draw onto the blue tape underneath it, the shape of that piece. And then I number both pieces the same. Then I take that piece of paper and I put it on the color of the wood it needs to be. And then I draw it around that piece of paper, scribe it onto that wood and put the same number on there. So now I have three numbers, one in the blue tape, one on the piece of paper and one on the wood. And they all, and then once I cut the wood out, the wood with that number goes back onto the blue tape on that number. So I, I start out with a, a white piece of paper with all the, the drawing on it. And then each piece gets cut out and put on a board. And once that board gets cut out, it gets put back onto the blue tape and fitted. And then as uh, I fit it. I glue it to each other, and then that that blue tape gets covered up with the actual um, shape of the of the bird or whatever I'm building. That that brings me to this. So, um, with Wood Floor Businesses Design Awards, you won Best Residential, and it I believe that was a wildlife. It, is wildlife a theme in most of what you do, and where does that come from? Uh, no, it isn't. Okay. Um, like the swoosh was not any wildlife. Okay. And then that's one of the things I, I found out with the uh, home shows too, is that, uh, oh, the, I, uh, my, uh, my booth buddy across the, across the way at the home, at Seattle home show, he had, uh, a wooden, uh, bathtub that he uh, is make out, made out of oh, really cool, uh, maple slabs, uh, the little days fall, uh, little, little days fall. anyways, it's, yeah. and, uh, and we he, he got these cookies and he said, okay, every, every time a person says, Hey, that'd be good in a cabin or, or that's rustic. We'd eat a cookie. And I got sick of the cookies because right. there's so many people who are like, Oh, this would be so, this is so rustic. This would be great in a cabin or something. It's like, Ugh. so what I learned was like, I'm going to split my booth in half and I'm going to do all modern on one and then do, do the rustic on the other. Cause, uh, there, anything can be done with the wood. It's really just has to do with the design. And so since I, most of my material is live edge, that's kind of where it pushes towards, but the possibilities are freaking endless. So, um, I like the swoosh was, it had some live edge in it, in the field. Uh, but everything else, not everything else, there's a few things, but the, the, the elements in it weren't, um, weren't rustic. No. I don't think, um, so I just got to push more towards, and it's like that, I guess, that log one, the sphere uh, one was, I, I, you could call it rustic, but it, to me, it's, it's more modern. Because uh, it is, it's, it's a little tricky to describe what you do, because you can look at 
the magazines of every floor of the year, and some look like they came out of a palace in Versailles, and some mm-hmm. they all look very different. And you know, they, they I find over the years the ones that look timeless, those are the ones that stick around. It's just like good music or anything else. When when I was mentioning looking over your work online, etc., and looking at the Cats Off stuff. I wasn't sure how to describe what he does or you do. And they had an interview with his um, design people at his art gallery. And I'm like, that's what Tom Murata does. They brought up two points. One, there's a a dynamism to what you do. There's this dynamic quality that's different than just, you know, say a hardwood floor. But the other component I thought was interesting, they said, there's an organic quality. And I'm like, that's what it is. That when I look at your floor, I'm like, that has an organic quality to it. There's something that says this is not only different, this is very organic. These are parts of it. I mean, you look at a tree, you count the rings, yay. You look at this, you're seeing branches and pith and extensions of the tree and bends and damage. And it was really interesting when I was looking at all your stuff. I'm like, this is a little mini museum to the life of a tree. The tree's going to die at some point. And, you know, we die, they shove you in the ground. <laughs> People talk about it, you get a headstone. <laughs> the tree dies, it's still useful. They can turn it into a... Your floor one day could wind up in a violin. We don't know what they're doing with this stuff. So you look at this, I'm like, wow, that is very organic. Do you, do you feel like that what you're doing it, when you get to work with these woods, et cetera, becomes a little more organic than just the, hey, I'm going to put a floor in your living room thing? For sure. The the birds, the fight or whatever, the birds and the entry medallion there's not a straight piece in there so it's really hard not to be organic when there's not a when there's when it's all all curves and there's yeah uh or to me organic is uh, kind of more free-flowing more not once you put a straight line on something it is to be organic in my head so yeah it kind of does you know that's i was going to say symmetry when you when you're doing a floor you got to make sure you've got the straight line a vantage line through the house so it looks straight it's not crooked you're not following off you know a wall etc but that's functionality and that symmetry and sometimes there's some asymmetry to flooring but when when art steps in it kind of throws those lines out of balance a little bit i would think where most of my customers and the people I work with, their priority concern is functionality. They want their work to look good, be done, not cup, not warp, not twist, not gap, not move. Is it even more technically difficult for you to go, okay, part of this floor is going to have a lot of artwork in it. Does that make it, does that just function better or is it even more complicated for the cupping, warping, twisting and technical issues that can come up with the floor? Uh, I. I tend to use some bigger pieces. So in, in the, uh, I have used some larger pieces and, um, the firewood went up in the cab with the cabin. Uh, I did find that, uh, there was some, there, like there was two areas that had some cupping going on. I don't know if that was the house issue or just the, the board didn't have, maybe had too much moisture or something. Um, but, like with a gymnasium, the whole, you know, there, there isn't a, a cumulative effect that uh, wood has in large spaces because um, the, the grain's going in so many different directions. Uh, so it doesn't have an issue. Like with the sphere, um, there, there was some crack, some cracks that went, not the sphere, the, um, uh, the Lake Coeur d'Alene entry in the fight here. Um, I had some cracks come, uh, occur 
and I don't know what it, what it was, I, and I, I still don't because I, I was taking boards, I was taking moisture measurements at the house of maples, and then I'd come back and moisture check the, uh, the maple in my shop because I do all my stuff in my shop. I, I try because it takes so long to do stuff. I don't I don't set up shop in the in the in the uh, client's home until I have to install. Um, so I'm trying to match. I, I've got a. Uh, uh, dehumidifier humidifier or whatever in my in my shop so that i could keep the moisture content or uh the same so um i was checking it it was always the same and still uh, something happened i'm not sure what but so there is issues that occur but uh i uh, yeah it was supposed to be a log and so they they, they were like oh no worries it's, it's a log it's supposed to crack it's like yeah <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> well, you definitely you see things different i remember i was a kid i was a percussionist and um i come home my i was a skinny little thing i wish i still was and my dad would say you know go go split all the firewood and my brother was a marine he was off wherever he was so i'm like oh I'm, now they get the skinny kid doing it <laughs> so i'd crank my radio up and go out there and i'd split hardwood and i noticed when i'd throw it in the pile it had different sounds to it I started throwing it in, you know, in residence and throw it around, and make it in timing. And then I remember one day I just started, I, I lined up different pieces of oak that had been cut for firewood and was beating it with the back of the axe. Oh, I wow, made a xylophone yeah. out of it. And I'm like, I, did, I couldn't put a grip on it. Like, what is, what are we missing? Like, am I, this wood should be somewhere besides in dad's fireplace. And I, 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 again, I'm toiling over like, well, look at Tom does it. It's kind of cool. And trying to get, you know, where are you getting this from? And another, I heard a quote this week. Somebody said, "You know, wood is a, a sidelined material, and it's it's used in a basic form. Take this beautiful tree, cut it down, send it to a mill." And somebody, we just went to a mill yesterday, was saying, "Oh, you should see the computer and the machine and the lasers and the this and it's ripping these beautiful trees into perfectly straight boards, and we throw them into a floor and, or in prefit. And great, that looks beautiful. What could the tree have become? What could it have been?" And I'm like, they're right. We, we sideline wood in a lot of situations because technically it can cause issues. Some is soft, some's too dense, some will split. I love hickory, it splits. Uh, maple and pine and some of them gap and they never go back again. Red oak, it's, it's perfectly resilient. It does what it's supposed to do. I can't imagine the first person that decided to take a, a, um, a red oak forest and rum barrels out of them because that had to be pretty messy. <laughs> so all these centuries of learning what to do with a tree, and we've resigned it to its basic form. We don't build chips out of it anymore. You know, somebody will still, though, put it in their home and build nice furniture out of it. And you don't you don't sideline wood. You look at it differently. You look at it like a starting player on your varsity team. You, you seem to have a, a, that appreciation for. Do you look at twigs and branches and get excited? Oh, it, it's uh, when I was cutting wood on my mill. Um, it was hard not to drive anywhere because you'd see a dead or dying tree, and that's typically how I'd got most of my uh, my lumber. Is I'd stop at somebody's house who has a dead tree. Hey, you want me to cut that down for you? I'll take the wood for you. Um, so it was, it's, it's almost an addiction. You know, you're driving around and your eyes are just going everywhere. Oh, is that, oh no, it's, that's right. It's, it's spring. Um, there's no leaves on those trees. So I can't, I, I can't tell if it's dead or not. Um, there's, there's so much possibility in a tree. Um, the branches, the thick branches. I, I just passed my high, uh, our high school and my kids went to, and they just cut down, cut the branches off three big, huge cottonwoods. And cottonwoods aren't the best, but I just made a uh, uh, desk and some uh, 
drawers and a filing cabinet and put some live edge uh, um, cottonwood, big slabs, um, like inch and a quarter thick on top. And they had some beautiful figure and uh, great color. And luckily, just before that, I had built a, um, a bar top. And the people, I, I installed it the next day. They said, hey, you know, I just wrote on that. And it, it left dense in the, in the wood as a fur. <laughs> oh, yes. Fur. It's like, oh, okay, I'll be back. I'll, I'll. So I went over the back the next day, took it out. And so I took some epoxy and I epoxied it. And then brought it back and put it in. Oh, yeah, it's great. And it worked great. So with this cottonwood, I know it's soft, <laughs> but it's so beautiful. Um, so I just epoxied it and, it, and it, it working great as a desk. So these three trees, it's like, Oh my gosh, there's there's some potential. Oh, maybe I could ask the high school if uh, maybe we get the kids to build build a um, some uh, big huge uh, executive desk for their um, whatever. It's one of those principal or something. My my brain just always going 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 about what possibilities. So. Well, I want I'm going to take a picture of my community tonight because we've lived in the same neighborhood for 30 years, and there is a, an oak tree with a tumor on it with a burl. I would bet that the diameter, it's probably got a four foot radius, maybe an eight foot diameter. Oh gosh. And I look at wow. it every day and I'm like, I wonder if they ever cut this down, I will swoop over here. And there's a guy across the street, I'm not kidding you, he has a big mill and a barn and everything. I look out one day, he's got this giant tumor burl out of a tree. I go, he got my tree. He didn't, it looked just <laughs> oh, like yeah. it. And I'm like, but now I know he's gonna see that before me when that tree comes out. <laughs> and now the bark is starting to come off it. I go, oh, somebody's gonna decommission this tree. And you know what that thing's gonna look like inside. It's gotta be incredible. Is it dead? No, the tree's perfectly no. fine. Oh, okay. But, the, but yeah. the bark is starting to fall. I'll send you a picture tonight so you, you can, yeah. see, you ah, can yeah. see that. But there, <laughs> if you've ever seen the game Pictionary, I got a really beautiful handcrafted uh, American cherry, a bowback Windsor chairs and a table. And one night we all played Pictionary and I retired that table because it just looked like hieroglyphics. Everybody's drawings are in that <laughs> table. And I thought of my uncle who was a woodcraftsman and one of his kids fell and smashed something into his pine. He took a pine slab, sanded it and stained it, and that was his table, bark and everything. So maybe he invented Live Edge Live Song. And after the kid dented it, I go, what, did, what happened to the table? My aunt said he took it out to the garage. He beat it with a hammer, the entire table, stained it, brought it back in, he coated it, and then put a glass top over it. Now, there right. were three of them in the neighborhood. Everybody dropped their tables off to be beaten with a hammer. <laughs> My grandfather used to shoot. Uh, he would make Queen Anne um, and, and Cabriole. He'd make legs and things, and he would shoot them with buckshot so it looked like worm rot, and then he would stain oh, it and put yeah. coffee grinds into it, and he would make these reproductions for big furniture companies back when, you know, oh, you couldn't wow. buy furniture. And like, what's Grandpa doing shooting the sofa he made? No, he's got it, <laughs> he's got it all worked out. You never know how you're gonna make it work, and, and you, you kind of see that in what you're doing. It's that, again, that organic quality. Sometimes you look at a floor and you go, hmm, there could have been a lot we could have done with it. Ever, ever put a piece of floor, uh, wooden a floor like a uh, quarter sawn or a maple bird's eye and you're so excited and the homeowner says, why'd you put that there? I don't like that one. You're like, I'll take it back. <laughs> I'll cut it out, man. Yeah, I'll take it home. I'll give it to a pen guy. He'll give me 200 bucks to make you a pen out of this thing. <laughs> Well, you yeah. know, we, we've we've gone over a, a whole bunch of stuff, and I just I think people need to go online to see what you do. A lot of what you do is just uh, you know amazingly uh, 
visual. Uh, one of the final questions I had for you is, it, you would think with everything going on too, you're still like, hey, I got to make a business out of this. It's almost like, um, uh, I think it was uh, Katzoff that said, you know, I didn't mean to get into capitalism. He was like, I I wanted to get into uh, craftsmanship, and I decided the only way I can do my craftsmanship is to make some money. So maybe, so you still have to try to find a way to make the money to stay in what you love. Is that is that a tricky proposition? Yeah, but it's possible. Uh, I mean, Katzoff's doing it. He, uh, one of the conversations you said is, was there anything? I think you asked if I learned anything. Yeah, anything. Anything. Yeah, we had a conversation. It was is. God, he's such a good guy. He was saying how he, he worked with a billionaire and the guy uh, in the middle of the project that they'd been, that they, he put his whole workforce on this project and they changed designers and the designers come in and they, they changed everything up. So all this time uh, and he hasn't gotten paid. And I, it was one of those things that was just, awful and i just loved it because he's I, I said what did you learn from it and he goes you know what instead of paying the hundred fifty thousand dollars for lawyers to try to make them pay me what i've done i would have spent that money on smooching the designers yep. and i was like oh that is beautiful you know that <laughs> that is just like well, yeah i mean it wouldn't i can't imagine it costing that much but you know the whole idea is that then you're not doing a fight you're doing a uh I don't know. You're 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 making new friends is what you're doing, and potentially they could they could hire you for something else. I mean, it, but to, it was just a beautiful thing. And he he's just such a gosh. I can't say what a good guy he that guy. Yeah, is. that's um, a, that's a brilliant mind. I was I'm yeah. really great that you you put it on your Facebook page, and I got to see that and clicked on it. And it right, was good yeah. because you talk to a lot of floor people. You try to find what's the angle, what do they do different, and you definitely do things a lot different. But just that link gave me an idea how you think, how it comes together, how he thinks, how when I do floors that are a little different or, or whether I, I write children's books. So why do I write that way? And I've never, ever considered myself a writer or an artist yeah. until about a week ago. You know, oh, nice. and I, I've, I got first published when I was nine years old, and I'm I'm, I'm like I'm not a writer. And I every time I go to the magazine, I go, Kim, I don't know where to put which quotation goes up or down, and then when can I use three dots instead of a pause? And, then, and she's like, you drive me crazy. So uh, it's just it, you know, you just kind of said it. Every if you go back to every podcast I've ever done, every magazine piece we've ever done, there's always this moment when everything's off. And then the stories come out. And it, like you said, I might have somebody that just did the most brilliant piece ever. And I shut off the microphone. And he goes, never paid me. And if you talk to him, you tell me I said. And <laughs> like you said, cats off. He's like, I got a designer that owes me a ton of dough. We, I've said it a million times. We want to do this like deadliest catch captains thing. We need to get. We already said with um, Matt Garcia, we're going to his place in his treehouse and we're going to get all of us people yeah. that have done all things wood floor together and we're going to do an uncensored you know just mic drop moment and we're going to talk about all the junk in the industry that we're not allowed to talk about here and i think that would be great and we're, i'm going to give it to wood floor business and they can run it late at night or something <laughs> <laughs> then we all go out with wiffle ball bats and chase down these people that owe us money <laughs> Listen, I'm going to I'm going to let you roll, but I have okay. um, some quick fire questions. Here's the deal. Mm. I'm going to ask you quick fire questions. You give me the shortest answer that you can give me and then you can you can escape this podcast with your life. Yeah. Tom, are you ready? Here we go. I I think I'm ready. Okay. We'll give it a shot. Um 
If you had to choose, would you, and you could only pick one, installation or sanding and finishing? Uh, installation. What's difficult about what you do as a business? Uh, making money. If you weren't in the wood flooring industry, what would you be doing? I would be teaching. In all your craftsmanship, what's your favorite tool to work with? Uh, <laughs> uh, the, oh, shoot, the one that goes back and forth. Um, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, everybody. Oh, the multi-tool. Multi-tool, yeah. I, was I still don't know what to call, call it. It's a fine saw, but yeah. It, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, what's the best thing about being a floor pro in our industry? Uh, I found the people, gosh, the people in, I, the people I've met, like in the WFA, get-togethers, whatever, they're just, they're quality people. people. I just, the ones that matters are a bit awesome. In your career, what are you most proud of? Um, that I'm, that I've, that I made money on something I love to do. That's cool. Um, all right. So they make the Lifetime movie channel about your life. What actor plays you? Ed, Ed, oh shoot. Norton. No. There's a guy who looks just like me. My, my Ed. As soon as you said no, it, I, I could see it. You're Ed. Not Mr. Ed. <laughs> No. We'll just go with that. Last question for you, Tom Arata, Arata Designs. Are there any trees left on your property? Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of pines. Will, will there be any in the next three weeks to a year? <laughs> yeah, I don't like pines. So, well, we're down, I, mean, let me, I have to go back to this. Has your wife ever said, hey, take it easy. I'd like to keep some of these. No, I, no. well, when I was doing other, uh, working with my brother uh, on rentals, Every rental, because they're always kind of, they weren't always in the best shape. And so they'd always have the little starts, uh, any sorts of, uh, anything that was a tree that was a start, I would dig up and I'd bring home to my, my house. So I had like 30 or 40 of them. After about two years, the voles had gotten like 15 of them. So I still have like um, 15 trees that some I don't know what, what they are because they were just, and some are some, yeah, some nice hardwoods. Um, yeah, all, hard, all hardwood. So. Well, I'm gonna uh, so, I'm gonna so, drive home while yeah. there's still light. I'm gonna take a picture of that tree for you. I'm gonna send it to you, and maybe yeah, we can make an me. offer to these people, and we can turn it into. Like, oh yeah, we can make an ark and put animals on it and save the planet. <laughs> Beautiful we idea. Hey man, it's finally great to meet you and talk with you and chat it up a little bit. And I hope we do this again. I got you. Appreciate All right, it, Tom. Yeah, anytime. We will talk soon, buddy. You take okay, care. Have a good day. Right, take care. You too. Bye bye. To see the amazing wood floors Stephen and Tom discussed in this episode, go to woodfloorbusiness.com and enter Tom Arada, that's O-U-R-A-D-A, in the search box. If you don't get your own free subscription to Wood Floor Business, make sure you subscribe by going to woodfloorbusiness.com and clicking on the magazine link. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.